It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well Best Bits of Tonight's Show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale. On Talk Radio. Uh, we've heard that statues and street names in London with links to slavery uh, are going to be taken down, according to the city's mayor, who doesn't seem to be around very much, does he? Well, never. I'm going to talk to Belinda De Lucy, former Brexit Party MEP and uh, a guest on this show, although not for some time. Anyway, uh, we're living through uh, fairly difficult times, to say the least, and uh, uh, and what's going on at the moment is uh, is making things a lot more difficult. If you want to demonstrate, it doesn't seem to me yeah. that you need to worry about um, social distancing. Uh, and then I saw on Twitter today, you made a really good point uh, that I've been thinking about a lot, but I... I thought I'll let you uh, tell everybody what the point is. Yes, I, I felt it was really necessary to make the point um, that this sort of selective outrage over victims and slavery at the moment um, is sort of revealing a kind of political point scoring action by the mayor rather than a, trying to really address the issues of the, the horrors of slavery that's actually happening right under his nose in his own city. Um, you know, London is the absolute epicentre of modern slavery in the UK under Sadiq Khan's watch. And yet his next move after the sort of Colston statue removal saga was to set up this commission, pour taxpayers' money into some sort of commission. I, I presume he's going to handpick who sits on it, who's going to decide which statues and, and road names are going to be offensive to whoever. And, and, and I just thought it was, it was an awful move. And he could have done so much more, poured that money into the anti-slavery charities and campaigns that are working in London to actually help um, in real, you know, slaves in real time in this city. But no, it was all about, you know, optics and, and uh, grandstanding and virtue signalling. And yes, I, I was quite angry about that. I've supported anti-slavery charities for quite a while. Um, mm. And yet no mention of, of modern-day slavery, um, just historical slavery. And, and that, I thought, was, was just a sad and a missed opportunity. Before we get uh, um, condemned, and we will, I don't really care, uh, but we condemn for being middle-class, middle-aged and white... Yeah. Uh, you know, and are we? Do we apologise for what our forefathers did? Well, yeah, I think what what they did a lot of the time was absolutely disgusting, yeah. uh, and and the I don't actually know how you could do that 
I don't know how you could buy and sell a human being and just chuck them away, you know. I can't even tread on a worm. No, I, I, I can't even kill a spider. Um, yeah. Trading in humans, though, unfortunately, um, it's increased by 50% into the UK. Many trafficked from Nigeria and from Eastern Europe. I mean, the Nigerian mafia gangs um, acting in the EU at the moment, trafficking especially Nigerian girls into the sex slave trade. It's horrific. The numbers are horrific. In fact, it's, it's booming in Germany and Italy. Um, these 80% of the women trafficked from, from Libya to Italy end up in the sex slave trade and, and passed down through all the countries into London. And yet there's nothing. There's no, no one's talking about it. A lot, of them bring, a lot of people bring slaves, don't they, from the Middle East? I remember there was a guy who... He got to, from Saudi Arabia who murdered his servant. Well, they called him his yes. servant in that hotel in uh, in London. Yes, that's, that's horrific. And, and the, the problem is, where are all the Beyonce's and the Justin Timberlake's and the blacked out Instagram pages? And, the, you know, there seems to be a... And I don't... I, I understand the, the horror over poor George Floyd and, and the message that they want to get across about racism. Absolutely. But my goodness me, right under our noses it's happening, and yet there's silence. People getting out on the streets is fantastic. I, I'm all for a good, healthy, peaceful protest and seeing the young out standing shoulder to shoulder... Um, you know, against racism, I thought was 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 wonderful. But unfortunately, I think it's morphed into something a little bit different and been um, rather spoiled by the sort of yeah. uh, extreme left wing. Yeah, the message and gets lost, doesn't it? Yeah. The, the message gets lost, and I thought that was mm-hmm. that was terribly sad. But also with American politics, this kind of culture wars and horrific sort of uh, racism, uh, historical racism they have in their country, it's as if they sneezed and, and we sort of caught a cold because we yeah. well, I think we were thinking hang on a minute there's there's we haven't no no one's been killed to spark off the riots in this country um and and why are we being dragged into now there's there's like more division than there was this time last week and I'm not sure that's a good thing um but uh, if only the the right the protests had just stayed a bit more mm. peaceful um and there was more condemnation from the left but the left I think seemed to have want to attack the sort of very legitimacy of the UK and they, they, that's why they're going after statues and monuments. I think it's much, it's not really mm. about race. I think they quite enjoy just tearing things down yeah. and, and yeah. rewriting history. Um, they've hijacked so, yeah. it, yeah. yeah. They've hijacked it, the left yeah. have hijacked it, yeah. Uh, Belinda, <laughs> nice, nice to talk to you, talk to you soon. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Belinda De Lucy, former Brexit Party MEP. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. More than one in four UK workers are now furloughed. Um, and some 8.9 million workers are now covered by the government's scheme. Um, according to the Treasury, more than a quarter of the UK workers are now being supported by it, and the cost so far has reached 19 and, uh, well, just over 19 and a half billion. Uh, let's talk to our good friend Charlie Mullins, the uh, CEO of Pimlico Plumbers, who joins us now. Uh, Charlie Mullins, OBE, of course. Uh, Charlie, good evening. Yeah, good evening, John. Good evening, Ash. Good evening. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Um, you know, unfortunately, that, uh, you know, I've feel a lot of people are abusing the furlough system, whether it be employers or employees. It's going on big time. And, you know, I've spoke out about it on TV the other day and, you know, people are not agreeing with me. But, you know, I know the facts. I've got workers that, that are working for me that don't want to come back to work. They're telling their line managers, they're telling other work colleagues that they're better off, they prefer to stay on this furlough. 
as long as they can. And they're the same people, I have to say, that, you know, go out down the beach at weekends, they, they go out barbecues and all this nonsense. You know, they're happy to, to, to be involved with other people there, but they come up with, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I don't feel uh, safe at work. Yeah. They're happy and, to go down the supermarket, but they don't want to, yeah. Yeah, but, but we've put in every measure that we've had to put in. We've, we've put in hygienic um, uh, situations that we've had to do. We've done social yep. distancing, masks, gloves, sanitizer, and these people uh, are still saying they prefer to stay at home. Why? Because they're being paid 80% of their wages. And what happens if you sack them? Well, I, I should imagine I'll be back on your programme talking about <laughs> Well, no, you must be able to give them a date, say, if you're not back by this time, consider we'll terminate the contract. Can't you do that? Oh, of course, sure. you're right. You're right there. But, but but the point I'm saying, we now don't want certain ones back. You know, we now yeah. realise that, you know, <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't want to be back. We don't want them back. So it's quite and a good thing really in that not. way. You found out who were the good ones. and Well, you know, everything comes... You know, you could arguably say that. But the point I'm saying is that because I'm being outspoken about it, I'm, I'm talking facts, I'm not guessing it, you know mm. I, I've got, I think, 90 people on furlough, and unfortunately it's costing the taxpayers £135,000 a month, when I, I believe probably 50% of them should not be on it. And you have work for them, do you? Oh yeah, I mean, you know we, we was classed as an essential service, we've carried on working carrying out emergency work across London We've been offering a free emergency service. But isn't it your uh, choice to furlough them? Isn't it your choice whether you stuck for... Not at all, no. Everybody keeps saying it's only you that can put on them, but you can't force someone back into work. When the government announced that they're prepared to pay 80% up to a certain figure, that was put to to some of the workers in the office. You you can either have the furlough system of 80% or Mm. you can carry on working in a safe working environment and people was out the door within five minutes. But you didn't have to give them that choice, did you? You're right, but but I don't think it's right to force someone into work. If if they feel that that they don't want to be there... But now they're taking the mick. Charlie, um, I'll be interested to see what some of our listeners have to say about this. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Talk soon. See you, Charlie. All right, Charlie, have a nice evening. Thank you very much. Uh, Charlie Mullins, the CEO of Pimlico Plumbers. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. Pubs demand reopening date from ministers within 24 hours if they're to serve pints in June. Mm. Well, we're in June. What do they do? You know, you can't, point, you can't yeah. suddenly decide. Uh, Paul Crossman is a licensee of three pubs in York, the Swan, the Slip-In, been in the Slip-In, and uh, the Volunteer Arms. I might have been in the Volunteer Arms as well. Uh, and he's the inaugural chairman of the Campaign for Pubs. Uh, good evening, Paul. Hello, James. I hasten to, to add, I don't think I've ever met Paul, have I? Just in case no. people think I'm getting on some of my own favourite pubs. Um, <laughs> I would, actually, if I, I could think of any. Uh, so what, what, what do you think is the real problem here? And do you think you can safely open uh, in a few weeks? Uh, well, <laughs> the real problem is that no one still knows really what's going to happen. Um, the one thing that everyone's crying out for in the trade at the moment is some kind of certainty about the plan. Um, but we're still getting situations like we've had this bizarre situation in the last 24 hours, really, where the 22nd of June suddenly popped up as a possibility mm. and then was discounted by the government this morning. So 
we're still getting this kind of a real serious lack of information and clarity about about what's expected of us. And that also applies, of course, to brewers who need to brew beer for us to sell. Yeah, it's been like that with everything, really. There's been people that aren't, aren't clear what's going on. But I mean, a lot of pubs are saying we we can deal with it with the one meter rule, but the two meter rule, it's it's like unviable. Yeah, absolutely. I think to be honest, I mean, <laughs> the pubs that that that, that we run, um, they're all quite small community pubs. Even one meter is going to be a struggle for us, and we're not sure how that's going to work. Still, two yeah. meters would rule out an awful lot of pubs. You know, it's, it's not viable for no. uh, well, most pubs, in fact. Yeah. Unless they have an outdoor, so do you have any outdoor spaces? We have some small outdoor spaces, yeah. but you know um, the one at the Swan, for example, is narrow, so that that creates problems. Yeah. Um, the one at the Volunteer mm. Arms is very small courtyard. They're all not really big enough to to provide enough space to get enough customers in to make the business viable. So, what are you going to? Sorry, I disappeared for a bit. I don't know if anybody noticed. Um, <laughs> just to talk to my dogs. Uh, what are you going to do, though, if they suddenly say, right, you can open next Monday? Are you going to? Well, that, that wouldn't work for anyone, I don't think, because you, you simply wouldn't have beer in the cellar to sell. Mm. Um, that, that's the thing. We need, we need a run-in period to actually have any chance of being You'd have to stock ready. up as well, wouldn't you, and yeah. get ready? You'd need at least three weeks, really, to get the pub actually oh. organised because the other thing is we still don't quite know what, what we're going to have to have in place in terms of infrastructure in the pub Yeah. Um, one of my pubs the, the Swan is, is a grade 2 listed Tetley's heritage in interior so mm. we can't be screwing Perspex panels to our, to no. our lovely no absolutely like not Yeah. Um, so we have that issue to think about um, I mean I think I'm resigned especially I mean the Swan's a good example it's got a long narrow drinking corridor and two small rooms our capacity would drop from about 80 to about 20 you know, in would a, that be viable? Reality. Wouldn't no, be viable, would it? Yeah. No, and particularly in that case, because that pub is, is leased from one of the large pump companies, so we have a lot of rent to uh, to look at. Yeah. Um, Are they not going to help out with that at all? No, not no. in my case. No, I mean, no, unfortunately, because I because I exercised my rights under the, uh, the pub's code a couple of years ago and actually broke free of the beer tie. Um, we oh, are did you? <laughs> we're given special discriminatory treatment and we're not getting any support from our pub oh. company, unlike the Thai tenants. Um, My dad tried to do that when oh, he yeah. couldn't get any Watney's <laughs> Ale and they gave him such a hard time. Uh, I, I, They would, you know, anyway. Yeah, they don't like it. They, they, obviously, no. they want to sell you their, the beer that they supply at, at their inflated prices. So, yeah, But if, if they can't can sell it and you can't get it, I mean, it seems a bit ridiculous. Um. Well, you know, anyway. it, it, it cost us a lot to actually get out of the beer tie, but it was well worth it from our point of view. But the, the downside mm. is we're now being treated mm. in this discriminatory way when it comes to support, unfortunately. And you um, still, can you not buy the pub? I'd love to buy the pub. I've made various offers over the years, but I'm afraid, no, it's, um, it makes uh. too much money for the, <laughs> for the landlord company. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's an ongoing issue. Mm. But, uh, yeah, yeah um, the one thing, we definitely need some certainty. The one-metre thing is going to be essential. Um, and then, obviously, pubs are going to have their own views about whether they really feel that they can open. Uh, okay. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Paul Crossman, uh, the uh, guy who started, uh, chairman as well, of the campaign for pubs. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. You've never seen him. Or hear... Hang on. Girls, I've had enough of that today. No. Blow up their nose. That tells them. I've told her. Maybe somebody listening will have a... Are you drinking, uh, Craig? Oh, I wish. Ash, are you drinking? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's me, yeah. 
I used to go to a reggae club, but I would be like the only white guy there in Mosley. My mum, if I spoke like everyone else at school, my mother would have slapped me around the ear. Yeah, mine too. She said, speak properly. I mean, I you came could... from America and I was going all like that. Oh, I like that. He's probably a bigger star in Europe than he is over here. Yeah, he's big in France, isn't he? Very. Very big in France. Well, he's the same size everywhere. But I remember sure, yes. my mum saying, what is yeah. all this? You listen to these rolling stars? It's, yes. just, it's just a load of noise. Well, what she, are you she listening to? She was right to? about that, yeah. I'm delivering pasta. Alphabetti spaghetti, you're delivering the alphabet. Well, we, we do the hoops. <laughs> Let's talk to Nick in Norfolk. Is it Nick in Norfolk? Mick in Norfolk. Mike. Mick. Mike. Uh, Mick. Yeah, let's call him Mick. Mick. Mike. Nick. Mick whatever. in Norfolk. Mike in Norfolk. Hello. He wants to be Mike. Oh. He can be whatever he wants to be on the show. That was uh, the clips for today. The worst of Whale. Or sorry, sorry. The best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.